Hey, everybody. This is Neil Brennan, one of the champs. Hey, uh, real quick, do us a favor. Tens of thousands of you listen to this shit, and only a handful of you rate us and, and uh, fucking fave us and shit on iTunes. So do that, because it, it makes our ratings go up, et cetera, et cetera. Then we're more popular. Then you've got, you're the talk of your friends, because you go like, dude, I was into the champs. Have you heard the fucking uh, Blake Raven episode? It's a good one. Um, so that's, so go do that now. It's really simple. You're already logged into iTunes. You don't have to fill anything out. Just star us, five stars, and write something nice. All right. Uh, anyway, I'm going to be in uh, Denver, May 24, 25, 26, 27. I'm going to be in Baltimore, June 7, 8, and 9. And I'm going to be in Providence on uh, June 15th. So please come fuck with me. Hey, it's Moshe Kasher, your boy. Uh, I'm going to be at the uh, Pittsburgh Improv May 31st through June 3rd and at Bonnaroo, the music festival. Uh, just go to Bonnaroo.com. And I got no more dates because your boy just got a job writing for The New Normal, a new show on NBC. So I have canceled all my stand-up dates and I'm going to be writing like a motherfucker. Fuck with me. I'll still fuck with the champs, though. Hey, this is Doug. I am going to be in Chicago July 27th with Tim Heidecker and Neil Hamburger. And then we're going to be in Madison the 28th and the 29th in Milwaukee in July. What's up, everybody? Felipe Esparza. I'll be at the John Lovitz Comedy Club June 21st through the 23rd. And then Denver Improv. <coughs> Denver Improv. San Jose Improv. Check out my webpage, <laughs> felipesworld.com. Twitter me at Funny Felipe. All right, let's fuck with the champs. Come on, y'all. Fucking with the champs. No. Fucking with the champs. Fucking with the champs. Fucking with the champs. Ladies and gentlemen, you have made it through perhaps the longest date uh, rundown that we've ever done, but probably the most artistic. And we were going to do school closings after that. Yeah. For for snow. Um. They, look, it's the champs, everybody. It's the champs, y'all. We're back. <laughs> so excited. Uh, oh, uh, Listen, everybody, we got another non-black dude, so I know that some of you champs are going to be really angry at what we've done. The guy we have here is not black. but This he is our is, first Mexican, though. He is not white, you guys. He is not white, and we, we, we commit to quality, and we do not have white people on this show. This is our first uh, Mexican. Really? Yeah. That is, correct? I think it is correct. Yeah, it's our first Mexican, and but culturally... Oh, yeah. Was Bobby Lee Mexican? No, he was okay. very Asian. I get confused. San Diego, close enough. Yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you know this dude from. Uh, you won. From he last won Comic Last Standing. Comic Standing. The second winner of Last Comic Standing we've had. The very very funny dude. It's Mr. Felipe Esparza. Yeah, yes, yeah. Went to a restaurant. To the restroom. The sign read for employees only. So I put an application, took a shit, and quit. <laughs> I was gonna pee, but I don't wanna put in the overtime. <laughs> it's my first day, relax. <laughs> the first day of work is like the first day of school, huh? Everybody starts off with an A. <laughs> three months later, three months later, you're fucking up. <laughs> Missing school, <laughs> showing up late, trying to make shit up. <laughs> Except in school, you get suspended, you get to come back. In real life, you get fired, fuck you. 
white people get pissed off, they come back and kill everybody. <laughs> Mexicans, we know we're gonna get fired. We'll start stealing shit before we leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get fired, but I'm gonna get it for 800 bucks. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Good? All right. Could you tell he's Mexican? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're crazy. If you don't know what he looks like, I always say you look like uh, Cheech fucked a Muppet. Fuzzy like. Bear. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, Fozzie Bear is the patron saint, the patron Muppet of stand-up kind comedians. Felipe, I know very, oh, I know like two thing? things about you. Um, I know that, and I don't even know. I know that you, you did have a, did you have a joke where you met your daughter on MySpace, yes. which is true. Yes, tell us. Can about you tell that. us, please, about that? Oh, I had, a, I had like a, a father. I had a, a daughter when I was in like in high school. And then the chick ran off somewhere. I never saw her again, ever again. She really did run off. Yeah. Did you know that you had a daughter? Or you yeah, just I knew, knew I had you a daughter. It? Okay. Because um, we were living together in the projects. Right. And then like she started going out, and then she met somebody. She was cheating on me behind my back. She was cheating on me, but I didn't know, you know, the fool. Right. Wait, did you? So you? This was like your girlfriend. Yeah, she was my girlfriend. Like for a while. For a while. And so you were just like, I guess I don't have a daughter anymore. Damn. Yeah, Back to just, the game. She just took off. Ran off. <laughs> did she take off with the kid or she with took off kids. with pregnant? She took off with the two kids. And they were both yours? Yeah, both. She just ran off with some dude left me behind. Who would, what, I want to talk to the dude. Yeah. Oh, just hop in, bring the kids. It's all good. I don't know, man. Superhero uh, Captain Save a Ho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, were you upset or were you kind of like. Well, that's nice. That's nice that the baby, that I don't have to be a dad anymore. At the time, you know, I was like, I was young, you know, doing a lot of drugs. I, was like, I didn't see it as a future. This was last week? Yeah. <laughs> so what, you didn't care? I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't think that it was going to be forever. You know, I thought like, okay, she runs off. I thought it would be a temporary thing. Yeah. <laughs> How old gone. were you? Man, I don't know, 21. And you was just like, meh. Yeah. And you thought, I found, I, I, how I, long were I you had, like, oh, wait, they're not coming back? I had the attitude of Isai Morales and La Bamba. It's not my first, and it ain't going to be my last. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that that's the first movie you've referenced. Is fucking, is it going to be like American Or I also felt like Edward James Olmos in American Yeah, Maine. exactly. Or, like American also, Maine, I felt but. like Edward James Olmos in Stand and Deliver. So or, or also, I felt like, like yeah. maybe in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. How old were you when you had your first kid? I was like 21. That's old for a Mexican dude, right? Yeah, I was old, dude. Yeah. That's middle age. Yeah, yeah. My, my neighbor already had three kids. He was like 18 <laughs> years old. And dude, were you worried about... I don't... I fucking... There are things that I worry about raising kids because of I money. I worry about it now. Now you're looking back, you worry about it? Or you worry about getting a girl pregnant? Now I worry about if I get somebody crazy, I'm about to kill her or something. But if you got someone pregnant now, you would kill her? Oh my God. Wait, how many kids do you have now? I have three. Three, so you're done. I'm done. Why don't you just snip the do whatever, tie tie the knot? No, I don't know. Just old, date older people, and then they they're fixed. Oh, it's all fucked up in there. Yeah. They can't find anything to roost in. It's all just stones, all dried up plums and shit. What, you say they're older. Pe- the <laughs> kids are older. My kids are older. My, but you, you don't. I have a son his age. Wait. You're, I was like, is that your son? Yeah. Who, who, <laughs> Felipe has an extra Mexican with him today. Yeah. You can't travel alone as a yeah. Mexican. That's it's my not, ride right there, man. Right. But, oh, you that, drive him around? Yeah. Did oh, you? Cool. Well, isn't that kind of fucked up to your son that you're like, do you hang out with your son? Right. Too? Like, no, I got another 21 year old Mexican <laughs> dude I'm going to hang out with instead. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this dude drives. You know, what, what happens, like, the, the, where I grew up, 
Where, which this, is this is what happened Boyle Heights uh-huh. the capital of East Los Angeles mm-hmm. um, like you meet a, everybody where I grew up like in the projects like it, everybody had kids early like mm-hmm. I know a girl had a kid when she was 15 you know and it's not rare to see someone in my neighborhood that's a grandma and she's already 34 years old yeah no shit stay ghetto that's right, man. So there's people in my neighborhood who are 40 years old and have a 10 year old little brother. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, that's Junior, Junior, my Junior. <laughs> so you grew up in East Los Angeles. Yeah, but um, the people where I live at don't consider it East Los Angeles. Why is that? Because they consider it Boyle Heights. Oh, okay. is East LA like that sort of down market? Like actually, East LA looks down at Boyle Heights. So is Boyle Heights more hood than yeah, East LA? Yeah, more hood because okay. we have more projects. Okay, and you grew up in the projects. Yes. Crazy. What's the most hood shit you've ever seen? Man. Yeah, tell us. Take us through some hood tales, man. Stay ghetto. Oh, when I was um, I guess when I was like just running around as a 15 year old, 17 year old guy in the neighborhood and. We were all hanging out at some crack house, you know, just hanging out, you know, watching the things go down and watching women have sex was... You were 15. Yeah. That's a fucking playground for a 15 Yeah, year I saw this Spain woman had my friends that were like 17, 18. They were having sex with this girl. They all had crabs. Oh, they all caught crabs? You ever had crabs? <laughs> the crack. No, I don't even know how to get Pick it. Up crabs? I've never they... had them. I never crabs had is the thing where if they, if you get them, you just, you just clean yourself and you're yeah. good. Let me tell you my story about getting crabs. You uh, got them? I did, man. Stay look at college. me, first of all. I'm real oh, hairy. Wow. I, I, I stay crabbing. That's funny. I was, this other comedian I talked about, he said he got crabs on his eyebrows. I believe it. Oh, yeah, Bushy. He was Armenian dude. Yeah. Um, because they got thick eyebrows. And yeah, yeah, no, I get. Okay, it. so uh, my friend. Comes. Well, no, I'm uh-huh. fucking worried because I'm like, wait, do I need to? No, you would. So I had, and you'll believe believe this story or don't believe it. Doesn't matter to me. I was this super big raver kid when I was young, and so I, I knew all these kind of yeah, I knew all these kind of. Tell like me about yourself. Weirdo raver kids, and I saw this girl that I'd been going to raves with on the street at, on Hate Street, and she was like all like homeless and fucked up, and I was like, oh sweetheart, let me take you home. And I wasn't trying to fuck her. I know people don't won't believe this, but I didn't fuck her. I put her in my bed. I let her take a shower, get cleaned up, and she brought her friend, and they both slept in my bed, and I slept. You were hoping she'd clean herself up enough. <laughs> To let you, I was, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're I was trying to do a good deed. Anyway, I, then I didn't think about the fact that these kids are homeless. So they might have, right. you know. So a, a few weeks later, I was sleep, just sleeping in my bed. And I mean, dude, it it is horrible. It is like terrible. It's like the itch that you couldn't believe. You try to make it go. Oh, it's a regular. This old regular old dry skin. You got it from your bed? Nah. Yeah, I got it from the bed. Oh wow. All right. So the, it's like bed bugs. Here's the funny part of the story. I was living with my mom at the time. So Damn. when you get crabs, you have to tell the entire household, and they all have to put medication on it. So I had to go to my mom and be like, Mom, I got crabs. You might have crabs, too. I was also fucking my mom at the time, so that makes things a little complicated. But, Surprise, um, motherfucker. So my mom had to put <laughs> the fucking crab medication all over her. It's terrible. Dude. All over? Yeah, you got to put it from your neck to your toes and sleep in it. It's disgusting. For how long? This is Neil Brennan speaking, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, I never knew that. 24 hour overnight. Wait, what is it? Drawn butter? I thought you just put. The, I thought you put. Doug <laughs> for the win. Well, the, here's the thing about crabs. If when people like in the street get it, they if they care. just didn't fuck for 24 hours, wouldn't crab? Couldn't we just eradicate crabs? No, because they're all fucking in your body. They're laying eggs in your in your pubic hair, but making you, more crabs. It, but wouldn't? But if you, you have it, couldn't you take a yeah. week off? How they look? They look like crabs. Do they? I've always like heard that, but I thought it was a joke. Beach. Like straight up, like a teeny little crab. Oh, I thought that was a joke. Yeah. That's true. Now, of course, I'm the only one that's had them. God, this is horrible. Why do I talk about this shit? 
But I, they literally look like crabs. Literally look you like crabs. You could pop them. Yeah, you could. Can you I've snap had, them? I've had, I've had lice, and that's bad too. Lice is crabs. They just dick crab, dick, oh, dick wow. lice. No, yeah. those are di- those don't look like crabs. Though. They don't. They look I don't like know. Little fleas kind of thing. Oh, do they? But if you have crabs and you, if the people, who, everyone who had it took a week off from fucking, if everyone took oh, a week man. off, when they just, when can we get rid of crabs? The once crabs wrong? would have to take a week off from fucking as well. In order to not make more crabs. But how do you get rid of crabs? You put a pesticide on your body. So everyone that had it, we have a national crab day. It's right. jumping, right? So, okay. So what are you asking? I'm asking, couldn't we not, couldn't we do like a thing where we, everyone just on June 15th, you everyone. You don't understand what's happening. There are cra- two- everyone put ointment on. No, the- everyone puts drawn oh. butter on June oh, 15th. Every human being. Every human being on earth. And we, we make crabs. Eradicate crabs. We eradicate crabs. I wonder, it's, it's, the question is, do they only live in people's nasty ass pubic hair? I know. Right. And the other thing is, if you got it from the bed, then I guess they're everywhere. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, uh, you got any nasty ass stories from growing up in Boyle Heights? Man, you strike me as a dirtbag. I, 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 I feel like you, I your girlfriend now. Ass, I have nastier stories, crazier stories being on the road, man. That's yeah, like tell us some crazy stories as an alcoholic. Oh on yeah, the road. yeah, 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 yeah. Like um, like I was working at the Laugh Stop before they closed in, in Houston? Houston. Yeah, that was the only place that ever headlined me before I was on Last Comic Standing. Uh huh. I'm, I'm, this is my first time headlining there. I'm all excited, you know. They flew me out. This guy. And this is some waitress there. I'm flirting, you know. She's a redheaded girl, and um, she's sending me drinks. I said, "Just send me a drink." When they give me the light at 40 minutes. When you're on stage, you yeah, say, "Look like a minutes. cute guy." So we're hanging out. We're hanging out. Nobody tells me nothing, bro. They just tell me, "Go for it." Uh-huh. All the way, Steph, go for it. So then we're partying at the hotel room, you know, and we're partying, man. We're like, we're doing coke. There's a jacuzzi by my bed, so I'm jumping from the bed to the jacuzzi with her. In your room, in there's my a jacuzzi? room, yeah. <laughs> this is hilarious. I'm, I'm balling, bro. The owner loved me. You hear that? <laughs> yeah, and um, dude, we're um, we're partying, you know, and then finally, like two days later, you know, we're we're, we're still partying. I haven't tried anything on her. I'm trying to be cool. I pull it down, and she had a penis, like a <laughs> like one of a tiny one, though, that. dude. But, you know, it was tiny enough to, to notice. You know, a man will notice a nut a far away. I don't know, man. If I can see a penis, I know it's a penis. I know it's a test. Did you look up and say, this no, is a penis. Man, I was you have a penis. Stand, we're in, a, we're in, a, in the jacuzzi, and I put her shorts down, and I saw it. And I said, oh, man. And just give her a wedgie real fast. <laughs> I practically lifted her up, bro, like like one of those UFC fighters, and body slammed her back on the water. And she comes out all wet. And I'm, like, I'm there thinking, Okay, I better stop doing cocaine. <laughs> and no my one ever life. said like, "Yo, no." They clearly were setting Felipe up. My whole life is going through me. Like, what the fuck? Hey. Then now um, I'm like, you know, we're still partying. She had a she penis. She was a hermafa. Then I looked it up, man. She <laughs> said, "So you want me to leave now?" And I said, "Nah, man, you can stay." You have the biggest. <laughs> you said, "Nah, man." I said, "Nah, man, you can stay." <laughs> so what? What happened? I let her stay, man. I just ignored it, and we still made. Be out. nice to her, ah, my man. Did That's you make out? Yeah, we made out. Did. Great. We made out, and we ended up partying more. And then she wanted to do. We wanted to party more. And I remember, man, I was so desperate, man. I ordered the room service. I told the guy, desperate. I was like, my mouth was shaking. <laughs> Hey man, can you send um 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 uh, a big spoon and some baking powder, baking soda, baking soda? And the guy came with arm and hammer and a big spoon and baking soda. 
And then he said, he gave it to me like, um, like he knew that I was going to make crack with that spoon. <laughs> of course he knew. <laughs> but he was laughing the whole time, man. Like, oh, Dan, did you make the crack? Yeah, man, we made it. We so check this out, baby girl. So then you cooked up some crack with this hermaphrodite. Yeah. Smoked crack with her. And then what happened to her penis? Did oh, you man. did you let Crackheads? her did you let him touch your dick? No man, she she was in that swimming pool with her belt on and everything, man. She didn't she couldn't, like, take her, she couldn't take her shorts off no you more. You could stay, but you can't take her shorts off. I thought if she took her shorts off, you're gonna, gonna have be to violence. Okay. How long does it take to cook crack? Oh, just like well, I wasn't I was drunk, so I don't know how to do it really good. Right. You Normally know? you're right on top. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be cold stone cold sober to cook some nice crack up. <laughs> yeah, but I was like drunk, I was trying to sober up. <laughs> hey, hey, sober up with um, cooking crack. But so you're make so you have a spoon. How yeah, do you like, what do you like, so what do you do? Like I brought the spoon over and she 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 was holding the lighter and then um, I put the, she put the lighter and I put like some water from the jacuzzi. <laughs> dick water. Just, yeah, dick, water. dick water. Teeny dick water? Teeny peanuts water? Peanuts water. Yeah, teeny teeny peanuts water. We took care of business, man. Yeah, you definitely did. So the crack is a good way to maximize little what little coke you have left. You know what yeah. crack is a good thing to maximize. If you smoke crack, it makes Getting with somebody with a penis a lot less of a big deal. Like you're right, like, well, it's just a thing you do. Like, if it, you're like, fuck it, I'm already a crack right, I'm, I'm a cr- Exactly, right. <laughs> Might as well just play with a tiny little baby penis. Yeah, that's right. You ever do that? How big was it? it like was the tiny, size of a dude, pinky? Like a pinky, bro. It was like yours, Neil. Like she had a, a she had a vagina <laughs> and a and a penis. Oh, oh wait, so did you? Oh, so she had both. Yeah. So you could have. That's why she stayed. If she yeah. had just had one, she would have had to go. Yeah, just like I rationalized it all real fast yeah. in my head. Like, no, wait yeah. a minute. Am I going to be gay? Am I going to be gay? No. You have the Did you think about fucking, fucking her? No. Never. No way, man. Hell no. no Even you did, but you were hell like, hell no. Hell no, but I will kiss her. Really but you yeah. know what? If I probably, I, I'm not going to lie to you. If, if we were probably, if no. probably would have ran out of coke, I probably would have, man. <laughs> You know what's sad is that the next day she took me to catch my check and the owner saw her with me and she got fired. Eh? She got fired for yeah, yeah and then the, the hotel the Did she club. say I didn't fuck him? Look, I have a tiny penis. I, 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 and I told the guy after he I know you fired him, man, but I hope you want you to know, man, we weren't together, okay? <laughs> you but you're not you're what are you you'll do anything. You're you're like you'll you don't you want you're into pills more than anything. No, right? I don't do anything. But you're more. a vegan. Yeah. Yeah, man, you're a clean living dude. Are you really? Because yeah. I guess I've known you long enough to know when you were fucked up yeah but you never seem i've been drinking two years oh really yeah you don't smoke weed either every once in a while every once in a while how often every day <laughs> every once in a day <laughs> <laughs> after i do my three errands i'm gonna do so you do, do the errands first yeah you know that that's, that's more often than once in a while so no it just depends on how long your while is you gotta, <laughs> all right yeah it all depends so uh, what made you stop drinking oh man i was getting fucked up man <laughs> what do you got? Everything, man. Like I was like, I see. I don't. I'm not an alcoholic. You know, I'm, I am an alcoholic, but I don't drink like every day. Like social you just drinker. drink once in a while. Yeah, every day. Like I, I could stop for three months, but if I start again, you go I'm hard. Going running for the dope, man. So you're from Boyle Heights. I'm done. Dude from the project from Boyle Boyle Heights. Uh, how did you become world famous comedian Felipe Esparza? How'd you get out of the projects, man? I ran out of things I wasn't good at. <laughs> oh man! It just happened one. It happened one night. I was like, I just finished watching Terminator Two. Uh huh. So and many was, things came out of that movie. Yeah, I go was ahead. Like, dude, I was there. I was watching the movie with steel toe shoes, you know. Steel toe. Steel toe shoes. Steel toe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Levi's. You know, I saw the movie. We were drinking there, and 
We were drinking uh, Long Island iced teas, the ones you buy at the liquor store. Sure, yeah, some club. Pub. It says club yeah, on it. Yeah. And then those um, gin and juice, the yeah. sake and gin. Uh-huh. And then on the way home, I was like, this, some guy, I didn't, just some random guy who just came out of prison, he wanted to fight. He wanted to fight me because they called me Batman. Uh-huh. That was your, wait, that wait, was your what, Mexican what, name? What? No, every Mexican has a name. Yeah, every Mexican has a name. For some reason, man, you they put they give you a radio jacket and a nickname. Right. Every Mexican has a name. Little Smiley, Flaca. He wanted to fight you because you were named Batman? Yeah, there was another guy there. Well, he, oh, to be fair, he, his Batman name was too. the Joker. So <laughs> they had to go for it. Yeah, dude, his name was... He was no Joker, man. Yeah. <laughs> That guy came out of prison and like I was like the young kid, you know, you know. How old? That's hilarious though. I was Nineteen. To think about know? some real gangster coming out of prison and the first thing is like, I gotta fuck up Batman, yeah, he did, eh? man. <laughs> I can't <laughs> deal with this. He just, just imagine you, you're 17 years old, you go to prison, you come out, you're 27. Now the whole neighborhood's changed, man. Yeah. No one's selling heroin. Nobody's selling PCP. They're only selling crack. This is in fact American me. We are in fact yeah. in the plot yes. of American me. And this guy comes out. <laughs> And I'm like, he's like, what's up? Where and, is this? Just on the on the corner? Like two blocks away from a house. Like a but like away. just on the street, on the, the projects, sidewalk. and somewhere in the oh, village. just somewhere in the projects. Right. Yeah, and then we start fighting. Like he he punches me in the nose. Just he. What was his justification? You took my name. No, he, he just said fuck you. Just cause? Yes, cause. I you were like, hi, how are you? I'm Felipe. He goes, What's He's like, up? fuck you. And could you have said like, no, all right? Could you? Can you not fight if somebody says fuck you in the projects, or you kind of got? Not fight if up? I'm not the way I was, because I was on PCP and uh. I, was, I was an alcoholic. Oh, you're gonna right. have to clarify, fill in some of these details. Yeah, we need like. <laughs> oh, set I it forgot up. to mention. By I was way. on an inordinate amount of PCP. I was in the I middle. I had the strength of, of ten men. Well, we were watching Terminator. I was lifting up a car when the guy told me to fuck off. It was his car. Yeah, he was in the car. Watching the Terminator smoking PCP in the in the driving outside of the car. Mm -hmm. So on the way home, we're all pumped up. Fucking Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, fucker. You are. Right, so this is in '91. This is yeah, in '91 in the theater. Arnold Schwarzenegger, fucker. Oh man, when I get home, I fuck somebody up. We're, we're pumped up. And man. you're on PCP. And that's like pumped. a real. If you're gonna see the Terminator, yeah. that's we're the way to see it. Uh, I can imagine. So I got there. That guy comes up to me. What? I was amped, and I just I was just up, drinking coke. And I looked at him and I said, "Man, you were talking a lot of shit last week, you old motherfucker." Uh oh. Bad move. And then he, he just punches me in the nose, and then like with all my might, I hit him right in the head, and I miss. So, so you hit him he, as hard as you could. Oh, he gets missed me it. in his headlock, you know, and I can't get out of it. Uh -huh. And like he's taking my breath away. I'm thinking, oh man, what am I gonna do now? So I just grabbed half of his head, and I bit like his half of his ear off. <laughs> Couldn't get out of a headlock, but you could. Like like wriggle around. I wiggle around ear. and I just grabbed his face and I bit half his ear off. Can I tell you about the time that I fought a, a Mexican gangbanger? Catherine Bruce. I had this friend Miguel who was a Norteño and he was I like enormous, dude. Like he was like six feet five and like two hundred fifty pounds. And we were in his house smoking weed, smoking brown weed, and they were all smoking the entire bowl in one hit. <clears throat> and I couldn't do it. And they all started making Pussy. fun of me. And for some reason, went so for yeah, for some exactly. Pussy. For some reason, I thought that Miguel and I were close enough friends that I could like talk shit to him. But I forgot like he's actually a gangbanger. You know, it's not it's not an equal playing field. So I was like, you know, fuck you, you know, you fat motherfucker or something like that. And he was like, what's up then? Come outside, eh? And so I did. I ran outside and I grabbed a brick. And the, he was like, drop the brick, bitch. And I, for some reason, I did drop the brick. And then right. he ran over. He was such a kind man. He ran over to me. He was twice my size. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And he just 
got on me and laid his body weight on top of me and I just collapsed underneath him and I was like like really literally underneath him like wriggling around like a potato bug and he was just like say say you're a faggot say you're a faggot and I was like oh, I'm a faggot I'm a faggot and then he just got off of me and put his arm around me he was like you were pretty down yeah you're a faggot <laughs> you're, my, you're my faggot you're my boyfriend now um, <laughs> did you uh, <laughs> good homie <laughs> I like the burrito. He can kick it. Would you have hit Everybody him? Everybody with... talks like that in my neighborhood. Oh, when, they come out, when they come out, the older guys, they go, Orale, give me a quarter. Oh, when they get older, give me a quarter. Hey, give me a quarter. Uh, did you, would you have hit him with a brick? I don't know what I was thinking, dude. As soon as I was faced with the reality of what I was doing, even my friends, my other friends were like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. Like, and just don't hit the dude with the brick. Don't go outside. Don't say yes when he said you want to go don't outside. Don't fuck with me, Chloe. Uh, yeah, I'm me, Chloe. That's right. <laughs> did you... Did, when you bite the dude's ear off, literally like Mike Tyson style. Yeah. And this is bef- this, this is, is years Tyson. before He's Mike Tyson. <laughs> this is before Tyson. Were you were you a gangbanger? You know what's funny, man? I wasn't trying to be a gangbanger. I was hanging around with these guys because we, we used to break dance before. Uh-huh. But once break dance died and nobody won no trophies, we started gangbanging. <laughs> you guys got bored? We got bored. You really are like the fucking um, like you are for your Mexican Forrest Gump where you just did everything that was hot like and then I fucking smoked crack and then I cooked my own crack then I started doing stand up. That is interesting. Well, no, 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 what when you bite a dude's ear off? What what does everybody do and what does the guy do? You start doing stand up comedy scream like a little girl. Yeah, man. and you start, Batman, you, you bit you, my you, ear and you you start hitting him more and more and you take your belt off and you whip him. Oh, so face. you won the fight? Oh, after after I took his, after I bit his ear off, I just started pounding him more and. <laughs> This is all stuff that people told me I did. Uh-huh. I oh, yeah. I forgot you're on PCP. Yeah. Right. And after that, I lifted up nine cars and juggled them. <laughs> yeah. After that, being Charles Bronson, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you after, were, you took of- your belt. I heard him mumble that he took your belt off. Oh, I and- took my belt off. And I started whipping him in front of everybody. <laughs> Did he? And then how does a fight like that end? Oh, it ends him going to the hospital with three broken ribs, a punctured kidney, <laughs> um, broken nose, half an ear. But a, a, but a free and belt. He did get to keep and, the and belt. And then he, he's, he's, there, uh, he's there in the hospital going, I'm going to kill that guy when I get out here. Eh? I don't want to press charges. That's what and he, he didn't press charges? No. And what did he do when he got out? Oh, man. I, I was, by the time he got out... Um, this priest at the Nina neighborhood, Father Greg Boyle, he put me in rehab. Oh, really? Yeah. How old were you? I was 21. 21. To avoid the beef with this guy? To avoid getting killed. That dude's famous, right? Yeah, he's from my neighborhood. Yeah, I've heard about that guy. Yeah, when I won last coming standing, I gave him some of my money. Oh, really? That's very yeah. cool. Is he still alive? He's still alive. You cool. gave him like 80 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. I gave him like, a, I want to say because then people Yeah, don't say, don't me. say, yeah. Stop um, taxing me. Yeah. yeah. How long do you go to rehab for? Mm. For a year and a half, you were straight in up in rehab for a year and a half. What rehab? Um, it was in. It's called Live Again Recovery Homes. It's in Saugus, California, up in the hills by a Green year Valley. And a half. I did a whole year, and then I, I went back home. In in inpatient. Yeah, living there, in and out, living in like a camp. Like so, like did you person. real? Did you actually feel like I'm a. I'm a fucked up, or you just were like, uh, I gotta I'm not get killed. Nowhere to go, dude. I think if I would have stood home, I would have probably got killed you pro- and you, shot. Because huh. most of my friends are dead. Crazy. That's crazy. Just straight up dead from straight, from they they just did something fucked up and yeah. Or they just lived in the impoverished neighborhood where they were. Well, no, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Was it like you just were? Was a lot of them accidents, or was it just like straight up knucklehead? 
<laughs> yeah, a lot of them were like roller skating accidents. Well, no, no, no. Like, well, I'm wondering, know, it's like how many people strange, got... How many, no, but you made it sound I, like it's just an impoverished neighborhood have, and that's I've what had, happened. Let me tell you, I have one... I can tell you two guys that died in a set in a real accident. One guy, he fell in the mountains in the cliff. This was a he dude was from in Boyle the middle, Heights. From Boyle Heights. He's like, I'm about to go hiking. He was about, but he I was gotta in the middle. Hiking. He was, he was Excuse in the, me, guys. That's the last time we're going to Elysian Park, home. <laughs> I'm doing extreme backpacking in the desolation wilderness by Lake Tahoe. Uh, he the was in the middle of a driver, homie. <laughs> <laughs> and then who was the other dude? Another dude. He got run over. Uh -huh. He got. He was. They were in Salinas, and he got run over. Okay. Everyone now got shot. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's Shot really or, wild. Or OD'd or... So that's what you credit with you making it out of Boyle Heights and making it into comedy is that you got into this fight. You needed to leave the neighborhood yeah. in order... And then, Something dramatic happened to me that I had yeah. to leave. So and then, then you, you, you got went, out and started doing stand-up or you got out and were like, I don't know what the fuck to do? No, I went to rehab and I got out and like, what the fuck I'm going to do, right? Did you come back to the old neighborhood? Went back. Just like Miklo? Went back and people it was worse. Uh-huh. I mean, people were shooting each other. This is 94, 95? This is 96. This is 95. Yeah. See, that's the thing is I never really think about. In, is, like, drug use bad in Mexican neighborhoods? I think it's bad everywhere. But I never, for some reason, I just don't think it hits Mexico. I just think, like, drug use, I think my first thing is, like, Something. Native Americans is, like, the worst drug, like, fucked uh, up. Alcohol, for, maybe. For, for Native yeah, Americans, they do a lot of, a lot of um, what's that, Xanax? Yeah, right? they do a lot of pills. Yeah, a lot of pills because they they could get them go to get a, go get them in Canada and then sell them in a reservation for three times. The Interesting. Amount. So I mean, every poor community. Yeah, I guess it's just poor people has a lot of drugs in it, and rich yeah. communities too. To be fair, but yeah, but street drugs. I will say that um, if you live by an overpass, <laughs> there's gonna be drugs in that neighborhood. Right. <laughs> Trust me. That's yeah. a great. That's a. That's great. the honest truth. My live, my my neighborhood was by an exit. And then there was another exit. So you could really drive through drug. You could just get off on 4th Street and get back on the freeway on 7th Street. Now, right. what if you, I live near a refinery? Well, that's, that's my neighborhood, too. Okay, so yeah. Do so the, the refinery is also. Like, dealed under, dealt underneath the, the overpass? Or is it just because it's close to the freeway? Because people no, are coming people, in people and out just, of the neighborhood. Will, and also, there's no freeways but in the neighborhood. They nice don't want to drive any, any farther than that? No, you can't drive any farther. You would just drive off the freeway. Get it, jump back in, very simple. Oh, right. So my neighborhood was made for drug trafficking. What, uh, what, what, uh, what freeway? One ten. It was off the the five south freeway. Oh, that's interesting. Now, if you got off my neighborhood, no, it's on, not technically. If no, you're in my neighborhood, when you got off on Mission Street <laughs> or Fourth Street, you were gonna buy crack cocaine. There was no other reason why you got right. off there if you didn't live there. It's people coming from. You the weren't suburbs. even making a U-turn. No, you weren't people even coming from either. the suburbs to drop in, buy some rock or whatever, and then get out and go back to the suburbs. Or drop off some spoons and, <laughs> and some baking, baking powder. powder. <laughs> and, a, and a penis. Delivery at a hospice. Put it, put it my neighborhood, they sold a lot of Brillo pads, and nobody washed dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, but I get it. It's a screen for crack. Uh -huh. I, I get it. I, I, that's what I thought. But so, I okay, it's a hell of a drug. So you went to, <laughs> so you're smoking crack, smoking PCP, drinking just being an knucklehead, and you went to rehab, and when you got out, came back, the neighborhood's all fucked up, and now what are you thinking? What am I going to do, man? Fuck, I'm going to go back. To rehab? Yeah. Six more months. So just After you so we're living home. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So how long were you on the street before you went back? Maybe a, a week. For real? And were you like, did you do any like, drugs? I was there a week, and then like I found like a bag of crack outside, my, outside of my porch. <laughs> Like the, somebody said, the devil left it there for you. But I found <laughs> it. You know, as soon as I found it, I didn't smoke it. 
Oh, but you didn't? I did sell it, man. That's, you, <laughs> <laughs> he did sell it. Uh, it's like every crackhead's dream. It, every crackhead you've ever met is looking around to accidentally find a For bag of crack. crack. On the, Only somebody you just out of rehab. Yeah. Right, just out of rehab. Okay, so then you were like, all right, I'm going back to rehab. You were going back to rehab because, like, I'm going to do drugs or there's nothing here? There's nothing. I'm going to do drugs here. I'm going to get into a fight. I'm going to shoot somebody. Someone's going to shoot me. What happened to the guy who oh, was half here? What happened to little, 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 little to half here? Yeah. To this day? Well, when I came out of rehab, just I was there for like You're not a, hard to find. You have a website with all your stand-up <laughs> dates. <laughs> Believe me, man. People from my neighborhood, man, don't really know what the 101 North looks like. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's really wild. It's like people who live in East Oakland. They yep. don't know. And it's nothing about Hayton, ha- Ashbury. I don't know if you guys know this. Didn't I tell you that? Didn't but I say there are people that Oakland. just never leave black neighborhoods that just don't? No, and same I, with Mexican neighborhoods. I once interpreted. I was a sign language interpreter for a long time. And I remember we went, I was interpreting at this um, adult education uh, class at this community college. And they had gone to a museum on a, like a field trip. And these were like 40, 50-year-old people. And the teacher was like, how many of you was that the first time you ever went to a museum? Every single one of them raised their hand. The museum was like a five-minute drive from the neighborhood that most of those cats lived in. Yeah, that's what I was saying to you. And you were like, no, they've seen No, people don't leave their name. They just don't leave. No, but you're right. But there's people in – a lot of people in L.A. have never been to the beach. I heard that. Absolutely. Like um, when I was – I went back to like do a show for Father Greg Boyle at Homeboy Industry for his birthday. That's what it is. Okay, right. And I did a a show. I did like a one-hour show. And um, if you guys want to see me, I'll be at the Laugh Factory this Saturday. And I, some of the gangsters there. Where is it at, homie? Um, it's, you gotta take the one on north. Fuck that, eh? I ain't taking. I don't know shit about no one on one fucking north. <laughs> and like this guy does not leave. Pat, he, his guy does not leave. He all he knows is a six oh five and on. That's crazy. He has never been to Hollywood. Meaning he'll just go from like one Mexican enclave to another one. Yes, that's crazy. Like he'll know he'll know Highland Park or where the Walmart is. Well, that I really relate to that because in my neighborhood Silver Lake, there's a lot of people that won't go past Western because it's just not cool over there. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. <laughs> uh, okay, I can so to those people. so yeah. you get out now. Then you're like, fuck it, I'm going back in. So then six months later, they're like, Felipe, you gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I stood there. I volunteered. You know, I. I I know how to, I know how to find a kickback job, man, where I could just relax and do nothing. So you knew, like, I got this is not. Did most people not come to the same conclusion that you came to, like, of this is backward, and I don't want to live like this? Nah. Like most people were just like, no, this is the way we fucking do it, man. Man, in my neighborhood, it's sad because a lot of people think their life is over once they're eighteen. Right. Meaning what? Like once they're out of high school, or once yes, they're once they're like they think just. Like, just say a little kid, a girl gets pregnant at 16, and ever nobody, instead of people telling her, hey, it's okay, you know, you could get an abortion, or you could move on, we're going to help you. Nah, you fucked up, man. Your right. life is fucking over. So that's the mentality of the whole neighborhood. Do you think that's a religion thing? I think it is. You think yeah. it's because Well, how come kids aren't scared shitless and wearing condoms? That's a religion thing, too, right? It's the same. It's, it's, it's you know weird, what? Yeah. You know, it's like, um, don't they fear like, that? Like, 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 I'll fucking stab you if you're talking shit about the Virgin Mary, but don't don't tell me about wearing condoms, homie. Right. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Is they, they <laughs> f- no one wants to wear condoms. But, and then, so they don't, because I went to Catholic school and it's Irish is kind of similar. Uh, they will get somebody pregnant and then go, like, well, I don't want to be sinful and get an abortion 
It's like, well, you're already were did this quote unquote sinful thing. Just double down. But they're like, I've already done one wrong thing. Right. But there's also a lack of education in a lot of communities about sex ed. I mean, they don't they don't pump sex ed education into certain places. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but I think there is a religion. There's a there's a religion. But it's undertone. not just Catholicism because there's tons of underage pregnancy in the black community, too. And almost no black people are Catholic. Right, yeah, but it is a religion thing. I don't think it's Catholicism. I think it's still like whatever. Baptist. But it's weird because like a lot of the people from my neighborhood are Catholic, and they're they're there on Sunday. I will see them there on Sunday, but mm-hmm. they're gonna, they're all as soon as they get out of church, they're out there selling crack again. Oh, really? Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, that that makes I know that mentality. It's like, oh, well, I'm forgiven, but you know, hit the reset button every week. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't. I, I was for, looking. My God rocks. He forgives me every time. It's like starting fresh. My God, Wait, but a tech. Literally. You know that I looked this up because I'm always because I grew. I went to Catholic school for 12 years, and I'm always wondering like, what the fuck are the rules? And I I went on Wikipedia because yeah. like, what's a mortal sin? Did you grow up Catholic? Yes. Do you know the difference between venal and mortal and all that shit? That's a Marvel characters right <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh no but do you know because i because i looked it up i was like if you get an abortion are you just out of the family are you just gone you can't get into heaven and then i looked that's it up and it's like Amish. no no but there's no yeah, but there really is like that's, you that's can you are out but then but then you get back in but then it's like i it's really confusing well, the whole and there's no straight story there's oh, right. no consistent because there's different books, there's different Bibles. Well, but there's the Pope, different- the Pope, that's why they've got a Pope. The Pope makes is the final call. That's the final ruled guy. And the Pope actually just that's not, no, he's not. And yes, you're he fucking out. I'm yeah. fucking Catholic. He's not the final rule. I promise you that the Pope makes all of the current rule. The Pope can do a thing where he speaks for God. He can at any time say, "I'm this is I'm saying this not as just the me the man." Yeah, the Pope. he can make an edict. I yes, right. but so so he's the the guy. That's yeah. making the rule in the current no, era. No, but if you look, era. but but my there God, are there are books of the voice. No, but there are books, and there's there. no look it up seriously because it's really exactly. confusing. Look no, up I, mortal. I'm not saying it's not confusing. Look up mortal sin mortal and look sin. up look up purgatory. Look up heaven. Look up hell. Right, and you will get no straight. You story. know what's the most intense thing about the Catholic um, dogma is something called the her- the harrowing of hell. Do you know about the harrowing of hell? Mm-mm. So here's this is to me the most interesting thing about Catholic theology is they all were when when Jesus so you know the idea is that nobody gets to heaven except people that follow Jesus right so they were faced with this huge uh, theological dilemma which is what happened to Abraham Moses Adam and Eve Noah yeah people, people. that were born before Jesus so yeah the, that's the yeah. way that they they, they the story goes they're grandfathered in they're not grandfathered in what well they what happened was they all went to hell. When right. they died, they went to hell. They're like, oh, I'm burning. This is hot. I hate it here. Right. And then when Jesus died, the first thing he did was he went I'm to hell. I'm fucking in and you're fucking out. <laughs> yeah. The first thing Jesus did is he went to hell, hell and he harrowed hell. He brought all of these p- holy people who had been burning in hell for a couple of years. A while. They were pretty charred. And he was like, Moses, Adam, Eve, Noah, with me. And they're like, what the fuck? But why did I go to hell? He's like, it's a clerical error. Follow me. Yeah. Finish him. <laughs> And then he finished him, and then they went to heaven together. That to me is some crazy. No, shit. there's a, th- but there's forty things like that yeah, at totally. least in the book. We just totally. go, wait, what okay. happened? Do you know that the Pope just said that prostitutes can use condoms because it's like a life or death issue, and so they're massive they're facials. Oh, that's good. And they're also allowed massive facials. Um, yes. Okay, so so when did you realize? So you you were in the complete minority in that in terms of like, oh, this is bad. I got to get the fuck out of here. So How I'm, am I going to do it? But you think that's because. You went to rehab and they put that idea in your mind that there was a, a different way to live? Yeah. Interesting. Because I, I need to get out of there, man. 
What when were was, you like the eighteen year olds? Where like you just felt like your life's over? Man, when I was when I was um, hanging out with these kids, and I say kids because when I went to rehab, I was like twenty, twenty one. I was hanging out with like twenty with um, fifteen year olds, fourteen year olds in rehab. No, and out, out in the streets. Oh, gotcha. And these guys were already killing people. I mean, they were like sixteen years old, and I was like, an, I felt like an old man next to them. Like, what am I doing here? You know, yeah, 21, fuck. running with a 14-year-old kid. He already shot two people. How did you get out the second time? What happened? Oh, the second time, um, I just went home, and I met somebody. A girl? A, you a met girl. a girl, and you just said, I've got to get out of rehab. Yeah, penis yeah. or no penis? <laughs> no penis. No All right. Cool. Congratulations. That's great. It's really good. Congratulations. It was good. It was a woman. Sure. No man this time. But we gotta tell you, man, that hermaphrodite, she was pretty, dude. No, I believe you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no one's saying she's not pretty. This whole time we haven't been. She's saying she has hair, a penis. Like that Wendy's girl. Yeah, you mean yeah, Wendy. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that, you, she, you're making her way less pretty. You should have just left it that she's pretty. <laughs> yeah, um, she was like she had red right, hair like that McDonald's Nikki, guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Those Nikki. pippy long stockings. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you m- you get with a the girl, then what? When? The when, when you get out of rehab. Oh. So when I'm in rehab, there's this guy that he visits the the camp. He's like a nice Catholic guy named Tim White, <laughs> and um, he gives he he um he said he gives us goals in life. You know, I never had goals in life, so I just wrote down, okay, fuck it, comedian. Just randomly, or yeah, what? Just, you you I, didn't had it wasn't that you had always wanted to. Really I always wanted to be a comedian. Okay. When I was a kid, I, I listened to um, Bill Cosby. Right. Spending a night with my brother Russell, I think. But yeah. you thought, but you thought to yourself, "There's no way I'm gonna be a fucking comedian. I'm from Hell the ghetto. No. Yeah. I didn't know where to begin." And then, like, um, I just picked up Ali Weekly one day. Yeah. I started looking open mic. So this guy Tim, white, the white Catholic guy Tim, was like, "Do this. Just do it. Just, yeah. Just, just seek it out. You know, find out how." What year is this? This is like 95. Okay. Because this is like, to me, this is like a very, I'm, I'm actually feeling touched right now because this is, this is like a really intense idea. It's like you come from this neighborhood where you can't make it out of the square block radius and you're given the idea of a goal. And it's like saying to that dude, what the fuck's a 101? This guy, Tim, yeah. is like, go to the fucking 101 and drive right. up and yeah, see what you up. got there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just started looking at Ali Weekly, you know, I, and I started looking for like, where, am I, where the fuck am I going to perform? So I go to these, um, these, um, these um, what are they called? These comedy classes. Yeah. But the free, in- I go to the, like three free intros. Right. You're trying to get all of the information. <laughs> yeah. So I got a lot of free info from that Greg Dean writing mm-hmm. comedy class. Uh-huh. I went to two free intros, took a lot of notes. Right. And then I went to the other one with Judy Brown uh-huh. comedy class and Judy Carter. But I just took the, the first class. I never enrolled because it was like 500 bucks. Right. That's why we said you had excellent setups, and that's probably why. It's because oh, you right. didn't get to the punchline class. Punch class. <laughs> yeah, it was like 500 bucks, you know. So I just went home and I started writing down, try to try to come up with material, and I have no idea what how to write or set up jokes. So I just just came up with anything, you know. I went up on stage at the Natural Fudge on Fountain <laughs> Avenue. And that's, I met um the first night there. I met Alonzo Bowden. Oh, did you really? Freddie Soto, another Jamie, champ. Jamie Alonzo Kennedy, Bowden and another winner of Last Comic Jamie Standing. Jamie Kennedy, Mooney Twins. Uh huh. Natural Fudge. Yeah, on Fountain it used to be owned by some lady named Brenda. Natural Fudge is the fudge that you make yourself. It now comes, it's called it a Fountain Theater, but it's, it's because the Natural Fudge Theater is where I started. Fave that. Oh, you like that? I'm gonna okay. fave that. Poo poo. That's a poo poo joke. Okay. Poop joke. So that's your first set. And when you, when you did it, did you think? What happened after your first set? But the, 
I just found out like this year that back then that was a vegan restaurant. I didn't even know. <laughs> That's funny. That's a, must have been the first one. The first one because the the host was would tell everybody to buy something. Like if you're a comedian, you gotta spend four dollars. So every night he'll go, everybody try the nut burger, okay? Um, who's next? So they had a nut burger at the Natural Fudge Factory. He'll, he'll be like this. He'll, he'll be like, who's next? Who's next? And he'll look over there. Brian Holtzman, did you buy something? Yeah, I bought something, fucker. Then he'd go up there, and Brian would just make fun of the owner. Was there a crowd there usually? Just comics. and It would be like comedian, two comedians going up, and then a band was set up. While the band is setting up, the comedian's performing. Once the band is set up, the band does two sets, and then the comedian's coming. And back. what was your best joke when you started? Oh, I went up there, and then um, I froze. And then there were these two bald black dudes. They were setting up their bands. And I said, hey, give it up for Minnie Vanilli. And they're keeping it real this time. And I got a big laugh. <laughs> and then there was a black guy there dressed up in a suit. Look at a black Amish guy. And then I got a big laugh. And when, then did when, you have any jokes? No jokes. So were you just like, is anybody else? Can we get somebody off the street that I can make fun of? Or what did you just go back I had to like freezing? Jokes, but I don't remember them. That what? Much. So what happened to you emotionally at the end of that first set? Oh, I felt good, man. I felt. I felt. Put it this way, man. I was dressed like Fuzzy Bear that night because I don't know what stand-up comedy. <laughs> so was. you just looked at the Muppet movie and thought yeah, that's what so, stand-ups look like. So I looked. I, I looked at this tape and I saw. Um, what's his name? Mike Ripper. Mike, 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 Mike Ricca. No, that dude from the, from he's from your area, from San Francisco. Uh, Mike Ripper, Eddie Ripper, Mike Peter. Mark oh, Mark Pitta. Pitta. Mark Pitta. I saw Mark Pitta. Okay. And, uh, and I saw Mark Pitta on um, Evening at the Improv. Sure, yeah. So I just, okay, and I wear a coat like him. <laughs> and just put, put the sleeves up. I wear my you doctors. Thought, you thought it was the 80s? You thought everybody oh, dressed yes. like For sure. Fucking, it was fucking hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. He <laughs> so, uh, was this fucking hood ass kid from Boyle Heights. Yes, coming bald in, head. Coming in we bald like that. I have bald head. Shoulder pads and a fluorescent fucking a, suit coat. I had a, I had a, I was totally bald. Dude. Were you Bald. Were you still like the same weight, or were you skinnier? I was skinnier. Then? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I was bald, and I had the suit on. I looked like um, I looked like Robert okay, Forsythe playing for JD in American Me. <laughs> that's crazy. I looked like, like, go, 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 like a cholo going. I looked like a gangster coming out of court. That, yeah. <laughs> that's great, Mark Pitta. I oh. saw Mark Pitta recently. You did it. So you did it once, and then how soon after that did you do it again? Oh man, put it, uh, I, I did real well. I, I think they gave me four minutes. I don't know how much time I did, and I remember the owner there. He said, "Hey, buddy, come back next week. We're gonna be doing a live comedy show taping, right?" We got more so I said, "Oh shit, comedy show taping! I thought I'm gonna be on TV." I, I was telling my friend at the, at the, in the neighborhood, "Hey man, I'm gonna be on TV. Shut the fuck up, eh? You'll be a fucking TV. You'll be a fucking cop, stupid, eh?" <laughs> so shut the fuck up, eh? So um, so I went back and I, this time I wore a, a better a better coat and it was a local. You access. wore the like Mark Pitta on you, the Tonight Show. No, you wore Eddie Murphy's delirious purple leather outfit. No, nah, I was wearing an ugly um Arsenio Hall sweater. Nice. Yeah, great. And then all right, so that's your next week. Did you figure out any jokes? Yeah, I had some jokes. Were you bummed when you found out you weren't going to be on TV? Yeah, it was local access, and I didn't even, I, I didn't even know what cable was. Uh huh. <laughs> Never seen cable in my life. Okay, so and then when did you start doing it full time? Um, like in '90s, the beginning of '96. When did you realize? When did you start making a living? Living in '96, I got a TV credit. Um, I was at the Laugh Factory hanging out, and Jim Pompa. Uh huh. He uh, he um, he put in a good word for me with Pat Buckles. She was booking the Latino Laugh Festival for Jeff Valdez in San Antonio, Texas. 
and Greg Geraldo was on that show. Yeah, he had just did, he had just got off that show, um, American Life or yeah, yeah, uh, Common Law. Yeah, Common Law. Yeah, that show had just been off a year, so he was there like a star at the show. I just met him, and I was, and I went over to do my little five minute set at the Showtime, and, it, and they aired it on Showtime. And that was my first TV credit, like a year and a half doing stand up. So, did you? Was there a point before that when you realized, oh shit, t- that white dude Tim was right. This is my way out. No. So it wasn't until that first TV credit you thought, damn, this is real. This is real, yeah. Crazy. Were you, are you are you like were you nervous? Yeah, I was nervous. And how did you get through it? Um, I was like, PCP. When I I was sober, I was sober ten years. I was sober, sober. You know, I was like, I don't know what material, how to how to set up a set list and Pat Buckles. She um she wrote down a set list for me. Of and your material? She did it for yeah, you? Yeah, she took notes and she said, okay, do this joke first, do this joke second, do this joke third. Then I went home and I wrote all the jokes down and I went up on stage. Then you went, went to your friends again and you're like, no, I really am going to be on TV no, now. No, but I, like them, I, I, I stopped telling those fuckers. Eh? <laughs> I didn't tell nobody no more anything. I just did it on my own. and I, I auditioned and I did that joke. Um, I said, uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to walk around the whole neighborhood and collect old furniture and bring it home and fix it like MacGyver with duct tape. One time he brought a television home. When I got home, that TV had 500 channels. When I got older, I didn't know it, how it had 500 channels. My dad, when he fixed the TV, he put a knob from the oven. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite channel was 300 Degrees. We That's watched the Dukes of Hazzard on Channel Broil. <laughs> that was my first TV credit when that was that joke. See, I, I was very deadpan because my favorite comic was Stephen Wright at the time. Yeah. So my stand-up at the time was all deadpan. Like, well, that's what I have. Did you ever see Mitch Hedberg? Yeah. Because I, I always thought too. of you as like a, a Mexican Mitch Hedberg. The first time I saw him, him I was like, oh. I saw him when he did his first Letterman, I think. or And then he, when he did his half hour. And did you think like, oh, fuck, that dude. Like, did you just immediately go, this dude's what I, this is it? I was like, fuck it. This is like, it's getting like Ronnie Dangerfield's son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with the, but on heroin. Yeah. I didn't know he was on heroin. I didn't know when he died. I didn't know what he died. Of. Yeah, I don't know. He was on drugs. I just thought this guy was amazing. But at some point, you relapsed. When? I mean, you you can't have. <laughs> I don't know. You no, me. yeah. When, all right. So you're you doing well using... on stand up. When did you feel like, oh, I should start doing drugs again? Oh, that happened like in 2004, 2003. So had you hadn't won last comic yet? Nah. So you were you you were like 15 years sober or something like that. I was 10 years sober. 10 years sober. 10 years sober like... And how how and making a living as a comic? Yeah, straight I, up. Yeah, I'm making a living. And you were like, I've come so far, maybe I should go back just a little bit. I was I was actually in Bakersfield, California. I was opening up for Gabriel Iglesias. Mm-hmm. And right there where I was just I started drinking for the first time and Well the dude is fluffy, so you got you gotta get high. <laughs> yeah, man. He don't get high though, but I gotta He doesn't seem like he gets he high. He doesn't get high, but I gotta get high to keep up with his appetite. Gabriel has a lot of stories about you and his act, yeah. right? I th- I think um his um first half hour special was just Twenty minutes of me. Really, just tell yeah. talking about you. My friend Felipe. My friend Felipe. Well, they, well, are these but stories that you could have told? No, I, I could have never told those stories the way he told them because he was there. That's <laughs> you and weren't. The, you were smoking PCP, yeah. lifting up. Oh, and shit. oh, all right. So you started doing drugs in Bakersfield that night with with Felipe. Or I'm sorry, with uh, Enrique. And and what did you? When did? Where Enrique? were you? And when did you realize? <laughs> Gabe, you mean Gabriel? Gabriel, <laughs> not Enrique Iglesias. Saying, That's the <laughs> wrong Mexican dude. Fluffy. He Gabriel. Oh, look at this. With Julio. So you were with Julio. It's you, you and Julio. Julio. You, you, got got the school, you were yeah. down by the school. Oh, yeah. Abel Iglesias. No. <laughs> 
Gabe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did I call him? Enrique, Enrique, Enrique Iglesias. Was, I knew it didn't was sound the right. the known Iglesias of the wrong uh, genre of yeah. entertainment. <laughs> okay, so what did you do? Wait, where were you at the hotel? And you're like, I got to do some fucking drugs, man. Nah, man. See, I'm a... I'm a known I'm a known fiend. So as soon as I started drinking, I looked at the DJ and like I saw his I saw his um, Doug's our DJ. I saw the the DJ where I was at. As soon as I started drinking, I saw the DJ talking to somebody and I saw his. Bottom. And you hadn't drank. You hadn't touched a drop. I haven't drank in ten years, and I, I was I haven't drank in ten years. And as soon as I started drinking, I saw the DJ and I saw his bottom lip bite like Bobby Brown. Uh huh. <laughs> You know, you ever watch an interview with a cocaine, a, a person trying to trying to not do cocaine, he, he keeps biting his right bottom lip every once in a while, and that's what I knew. This guy didn't have an average code. So I hit him up, and he just gave me a bump. And that was it. And after that, it Next was Next thing on. you know, you're staring at a red-headed penis. Yeah, man. That was my future right there, baby. <laughs> and did you, were you Lipstick. like, were you like, uh, did you feel guilt? Were you like, don't do this? Or was it just like, yeah, it's been long enough? Yeah, it, it, at first, you know, man, it's, it, it, it feels bad at first, man. But it's like anything else, man. You know that cold water is going to get warm soon. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's the, I thought the first hit was always the best one. And then it got shittier. That's what I thought, too. The first hit's <laughs> the best, dude. It's like the best. But then after a while, you're just chasing it. Right. But Doug, then have you ever done the chase is good too, eh? Doug, have you ever done cocaine? <laughs> no, not on the record. No, have you ever smoked crack no. in a hotel room with a hermaphrodite? No, sir. You've done cocaine off the record? <laughs> off the, only off. The record. Um. Okay. Have you done coke, Neil? I've never. You know what's funny? I've never done it. I've barely seen it. I've mm. maybe seen it six or seven times in my life. You know what's funny for me? The one time I was looking for coke, I found it. I, this is many years clean and sober, but somebody had something for me that that they want they wanted to give me, and I was like, well, "What can I?" Had a show. This is at Burning Man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm at Burning Man, and he's got this inner circle pass, mm -hmm. which is where you can go up maybe a hundred. <laughs> Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> but it was deserved. It was deserved. I was just kidding. No, I liked it. <laughs> and he and he was like, "I got this inner circle pass. You can go. It means you can go." see the man burn from like 100 feet away it's like dangerous right. and awesome and he was like i was like well, what can i offer you for it he's like can you get me some coke and i was like i don't know how to get coke within five minutes i handed that guy coke i don't know how i did it, it was like magic i just turned around the first person i saw i asked do you have cocaine they're like yeah they gave me cocaine i handed it to the dude he handed me the thing i was like Fuck it, did you buy it. the coke this is, no it was just somebody gave it to me um, it's the greatest drug deal of all time you said, hey, do you have any cocaine? And we're like, yes, I have cocaine. Here's, Here's cocaine. cocaine. And I took the cocaine and gave <laughs> Here, it to Go look at a fire. Who, who wanted cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> getting, Let me see the fire. fire. <laughs> Let me stand near the fire. That's a pretty typical drug deal, right? Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. it goes down in Boyle Heights, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, was there, there must have been an interpass. Near, right? that fucking overpass. Look, I'm fucking up Enrique. Um, <laughs> we're all a little And then right did now. you feel, so you just, so when I knew you and when I met you in 07, it always seemed like, oh, you're on pills or something all the time. No, they're on pills. Oh, you were never on pills? Nah. You were just high on coke or what? No, just high. Yeah. Normal high. Just, oh, smoking weed. Yeah, so you, okay, so you got peanuts. We got, okay, so we relapse in Bakersfield. We get the peanuts. At what point do you start to clean it up a little bit again? Oh, um, I think in 2009. Is that before last comic? Yeah, a year before, uh, two years before last comic. What made you clean up? Um, Man, I was partying too much. 
I was like five days uh, staying awake for five days partying. So just doing blow for five days? No, just hanging out with people, you know. Like, <laughs> just hanging out, cleaning, it's sober, weird, like, staying now, up. Not how do sleeping? you stay up for five days? Like sometimes, like I party with people who, who just want to party continuously, you know. Like don't give a fuck, you right? Know? Just continue. And are you one of those people that you don't even need to be doing meth or coke? You can just stay up with them. You know, I'll, really? I'll do, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever lane. is there. But right. I, Got it. Sometimes I party with people who want to do cocaine and then go to sleep. Yeah. And then wake up in the morning and go at it again, which that's that's pretty cool too. Well, I got so and you'll go to sleep with them. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the I got morning, it. there's no more cocaine. Speaking of people that just want to party continuously, I have to quickly tell the story. Yeah. Neil, I told Neil this, and I was tr- getting his counsel. But for the champs out there that are listening and remember some of the early episodes, if you remember the Craig Robinson episode where I talked about cigarette cigarette girl, the girl that asked me to put out the cigarette on her. And the one that would bit my balls so badly that it burst a blood vessel in them and yeah. that I was afraid to be around her because I thought she would kill me. Mm-hmm. Well, she recently started hitting me up again. Mm-hmm. And I started engaging again. And I texted Neil, uh-oh, cigarette butt girl, re-engaged. What should I do? And he was like, don't do any, do not do it. And I was like, cool. So then I went to go meet her. And I did meet her. <laughs> and as soon as I walked, she met me at a Burger King. As soon as I walked in, I was like, the moment I got there to meet her, I was like, oh, cool. This is not happening. De- I'm definitely not. You're off the hook. I'm like, completely she's, tell them tell why. Because the girl, look, first of all, she arrives with two straight up strung out crackhead dudes, like straight up toothless Salvation Army type, like, you know, staring at the sky. The one dude says, who's your straight laced brother when he sees me? I looked at her. This girl, I swear to God, she looked like she was dying of AIDS. I mean, dying, like, like was going to die. And I feel weird about even saying this because, like, what if she hears the because this podcast? Probably not. But if she does, actually, maybe it's good. The girl was like on like gonna die, and I was like, "Don't you got somebody you got to give AIDS to?" <laughs> this this shit was so fucking horrible that I was like, I got there and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm actually meeting a friend." Right? I had just arrived. I was like, "I'm meeting a friend right now." So anyway, nice to see you. And I bounced like ten minutes later, but it's pretty sad. Cigarette butt girl. Yeah, you said it. her teeth were yellow and her tr- fucking. She had an orange tooth. Up. I never saw that. So yellow, it was orange. It was orange. That's so gangster. Maybe she had some chicken fries in her teeth. Dude, she had some fuck. I don't know what. Dude, it was horrible. I it felt like I was a, looking at a dead woman. It was a coordinate. <laughs> it was one coordinate I've stuck <laughs> in an empty tube yeah, socket. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's little snacking. Piece, a little cashew. Eh? <laughs> That's how fucked up this girl is. She needed dental work. She just put a corn nut in there instead of a tooth as a temporary <laughs> crown. <laughs> I had a girl, like a playmate, uh, like play count, like pl- girls of girl okay. that I was like hollering at. And she was like, Let, hey, um, can we go to Hooters? And I was just like, no. Like I just knew like that was my exit. Like uh-huh. I can't. No, like I love you're gonna go to Hooters. Your story of degradation with women is a I was playmate with- wanted me to go to Hooters, and I was like, no, no, I'm here. Yeah, I am at a goddamn no. Burger King with orange <laughs> corn nut tooth. But I had you're a trying similar- to relate to me with a playmate. No, but Fuck you, you. No, but the, uh, what I'm, the analogy is that fucking you can tell a lot by a, uh, about a girl by where what restaurant she wants to meet you at, That's, and if it's a fucking so Burger King, yeah, you're right, or a Hooters. You're right. Or it's just like no. I saw Kennedy Fried Chicken. Maybe don't she meet wanted her. to meet some of her Hooter friends that were right. there and you, hook you up like up. a three-four way with you. You fucked up. Eh? No, 
So if you think I didn't go, you're out of your fucking mind. Of course I went. And then I was like, I fucking, this is. I Tiger was, Woods would have met her there. Huh, you're would, absolutely right. And that's exactly the kind of broads he mean, was banging. Yeah, you're just you like, like what, what, when I read that he was banging like Hardy's waitresses, yeah, like, I was like, dude, that's fucking. Do you know that in G, in 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 uh in the Vanity Fair article, you know how he almost got caught? The first time he did get caught, he met a waitress at. Uh, where? Applebee's. No, it was a, a breakfast version of Applebee's. I want to say Hardee's, but it wasn't Hardee's. Denny's. No. Coco's. <laughs> like a Coco's. Let's go with Coco's. It wasn't Coco's. He, they, like, he regularly ate there in Orlando, went and met her at Coco's at like 6.30 a.m., took her to his SUV. She was on her period. He took her tampon out, threw it out the window, and fucked her. Gangster! And somebody from National Enquirer found the tampon, wow. was, was following him, and, and picked the tampon up. And wow. that's how he ended up in uh, uh, on the cover of Golf, Golf Digest like Crazy. as recompense for... Or no, it was, he was on the cover of Men's Health because they were like, we have this story. And he was like, uh, bury the story. I'll be in the cover of Men's Health. Interesting. And then he got caught anyway six months later. I was at a Hooters recently. Were you the, really? At, well, I was, at a, I was at the comic strip in Edmonton. Yeah. And there's a Hooters in the same mall across the way. And I was walking by the Hooters and I saw like a Hooters waiter waitress with her little butt hanging out, like yeah. crop crop top, like serving food. The tops are are cool. The flirting the top, bottoms are gross. So I look over. I see this girl with her butt hanging out and her titties hanging out. I look over and there's like a Somali or Saudi yeah, like a Somali immigrant in full hijab, like full on ankle to to head hijab. And I'm looking at these two girls and thinking, now which society is misogynistic and fucked up with women's rights? Like, I can't figure out. Oh, oh yeah. It's, what's the two sides of the same It's one. crazy. It's, exact, it was, it's almost exactly picture. equal. So, uh, all right. So, Felipe, you go. You, so, you're getting good at stand-up. Did you enter last comic thinking? Wait, we got to get to your... We got to get to your story of how you cleaned up again before you got. Or were you still fucked up when you got to last comic? No, clean. So what happened to get you clean that again? Um, <clears throat> I was um, I was just partying too much, and my girl was gonna leave me. Another girl. Your yeah. girl now? Yeah. Yeah, I like your girl now. She was She's cute. Like, she was She's good looking. Me. Thanks. Yeah. She was telling me like you you're crazy. You're funny. You're talented. What are you doing with your life? I mean, you know, I just went out. She wasn't getting high with you? No. She, she don't even know I'm doing anything. And um, Get up off Twitter. I just wanted a fucking party, dude. I just didn't give a fuck. And I so just, she convinced you to clean up. And I remember, like, I would, I would do my shows, whatever I had to do, you know, and then get loaded after. Right. I just wanted a party. I didn't care. And how did she convince you to clean up? She just, like, just started talking, you know, and I came home after, like, five days of partying with somewhere, and then I just... You had a corn nut tooth. Got a corn nut tooth. <laughs> Hooters, Hooters shirt. <laughs> I threw a tampon at a, at a taco truck. <laughs> at a taco truck. <laughs> By the overpass. Yeah, that's right. Oh, shit. I woke up with, with a tampon in my horchata. Uh, <laughs> it was a red horchata. What, oh. is, what is this, a mica? <laughs> so, so you cleaned up. Do you have a kid with her or no? No, none. Okay. So, so you cleaned up and then you went and the next year you did less comic. And won the whole shit. It's like... Did you think as you're... I want to talk about last comic. How did you find the experience? It was good. I liked it. Like, yeah. I mean, if you hadn't won... I would have still liked it, man. Because I was on TV every, for six weeks. Right. Was it yeah. legit? Like, was it legit? You know, like, the people that won really won? He The year he did it, Geraldo, Natasha, and... Andy Kindler. And Kindler were the judges. So this was the year that, like, it was... 
like like the funniest people won. Right. Like the funny. It wasn't about conflict. It wasn't about like like. Uh, you didn't have to live in a house with the other no, people. Hell no. Who was your last? Um, who were the last people? Who were you up against? Uh, Mike Kaplan, uh-huh. Tommy John again, Roy Woods Jr. Funny and, people and. And Mike DiStefano. All right, Rest in peace, Mike. Yeah, DiStefano. no, those are all funny dudes. Yeah. So okay, so you won the whole shit. It's almost like God is like, hey, dude, don't do drugs, or everything yeah. will be good. Don't do drugs, man. That's what I felt. You know God, Neil? You know? No, the, I don't. Never heard of. Him. I mean, the, I've heard of him. I haven't the, seen him in a long time. The true entity that. Oh, is God. what? Yeah. I'm atheist. Which you, what, Mexicans will be atheists. Like are you an atheist? I don't know. Yeah. Um. And uh, how much do you win for last comic? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's great. Yeah, man. Do you get a car or anything? No, no <laughs> car. Do you get? Uh, wheel of do fortune. you get a half hour on or an hour or anything? I did a one hour on Showtime. That's oh, great. Cool. Yeah. As part of the deal or no, that the was... deal was a NBC holding deal uh-huh. for a year that nothing happened after that. Right. And that... all they did was stop me from working on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> but is that the two fifty? It's like a two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand, and then um, the eighty city tour. Wow. Oh wow! Oh, 85 so city tour. That's crazy. 80 with, city tour. Yes, with the insane. top five. Damn, that's insane. On the tour bus, hotels, that's everything. All those people. people you mentioned too are all really good dudes. So that, that's a nice group of people to be around. Um, then there, I would assume none of and none of them were, were dirt. Di Stefano was super sober. He was he was sober. Uh, and Jonigan's too busy writing jokes <laughs> yeah mike is a good and mike yeah dude. mike's super straight who was the last one roa jr oh roy's the best who we're gonna have on the yeah. show. he was the last one did you feel like damn i'm i really made it out of the fucking boyle heights I'm, I'm, didn't I'm, you go down to the comedy club that night and go like fuck y'all or some shit like i heard a story about you like when you won you were like oh yeah when i when i won <laughs> you did some real fucking tony montana shit hell yeah when I won, I went to I went to go to this I went to um, some club, and where I started doing comedy in in uh, in uh, Montebello, California. Mm-hmm. Willie Barcena, Gabriel Iglesias, myself, um, Paulo Francisco used to go there. I went there for ten years, and then there was a comic there that is it called Mexicans? It's called <laughs> close enough. It was called tortillas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for real? <clears throat> I'm not lying. <laughs> It was called Tortillas. Oh, shit. It, it had a name every two years. Formerly Tortillas, formerly Wild Coyotes, the place formerly Gatos. <laughs> now it's called Antiguas. That's same owner, same so. tortillas, same chips. So, man, as soon as I won, I went to, I went to um, this club where, I, where, where uh, my friends have a room called the Sunset Room. And um, there was this comedian up there that, that I don't like. As he was performing, as soon as I got there, I snatched the microphone off him. I said, get the fuck out of here, eh? You're a nothing. real fucking champ is here. Get the fuck, eh? You're nothing. We have no time for voiceover comedians here. <laughs> oh, it's that dude that you used to yeah. tour with? You are nothing if not a a, a, a good winner. You're that nothing. Is... <laughs> Pretty much. I punked that bitch. Eh? He's like some <laughs> random dude doing a stupid one-nighter in Montebello. Yeah, yeah. Fucking tortillas. And tortillas. And Isn't fucking the winner enough? of Last Comic Standing walks in. Fuck you. Ch- and I like that you, you know what it felt ch- like? It felt like above the rim, man, when those fools won and it went back to the park to rule those motherfuckers. <laughs> Have you ever seen a good movie? 
All of them, man. <laughs> he was. Do you, you know do what? You, are you glad you did it, or do you feel afterwards, like that was a bit of a course, dickhead? You know, afterwards, you know, when everything settled, I felt like a dead game. <laughs> and my friend was trying to. Every, all the comments were there was saying, "Fuck me!" I, I never seen anybody win a, a come on, win on TV an hour later, picks up a case at tortillas. <laughs> Oh, you fought the dude? Nah, man, but it, it, gave, like, it, it got close, man. That's funny. Imagine, this guy just won, oh, he's getting sued. <laughs> so then they, but that's the thing, you're they, not a bad, that's so not you. Oh, you know what I mean? The reason I did that, the reason I did this to this guy, because, you know, this guy headlines everywhere, and my girlfriend, she used to be a waitress at the Ice House, and the, the, the day that he was going to headline there, this guy went to go talk to the owner and the manager. He said, well, I don't want Lisa working here while I'm headlining here. So oh, because it was work. your girl? Yeah, so he took it. He's, well, why are you going to take it on her, you little faggot? You know? Uh-uh. So, yeah. he, so she couldn't After work that day. Dropped. So she couldn't work at the ice for three days. So why he headlined. So I said, you know what? Fuck this motherfucker. Yeah, that, I that's. Waited. So I should have fucked him up right there. You know, I waited, you know? Yeah. You know, because, you know. I could have just bit him half his fucking ear off too. It took a lot of restraint. Not so to this do is nothing. a Mexican comedian that does voices and headlines. Is he a Hispanic? Yeah, he sucks. Is who is Jeff Garcia? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can beep that out if you want. I don't care. <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, do are uh, do you write a lot of jokes? Yeah. Good. Good. Keep doing that. Good. I don't know if pa- Papa home, Comedy Homeboy told you, but that's the that's the key. So hey, when was the last time you got in a fight? Probably, um, man. I think at um, in San Diego, I was hanging out with I don't know with um, Willie Barsena and that comedian. Well, doesn't he fight a lot? Jim McDonald. Doesn't he fight a lot, Willie Barsena? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> he's he'll, my he has, sensei. He'll threaten to like headbutt you or something. That's this what guy, he's into. This guy took me under his, under his wing. I've under got, his violent I've done, wing. I've done everything opposite of him. <laughs> Willie Barcetta, when I first met him, he had a he had a restraining order from Peter Fogel. Who was that? Peter Fogel. Another comedian from New York. Uh huh. Peter Fogel. Well, you ever oh, heard Peter of Fogel? It's a real okay, name. You, you ever heard of a part? Greg Gerardo told me that it was a comedian that they took out that he was anti, he did an anti-Semitic joke, and they flew a helicopter to take him out of that boat, the cruise ship, and then while he got off, another comedian got on. What? That was like a running joke. What happened? Oh, they Peter Fogel me. Oh, that's crazy. So that comedian he did he did like a your next comedian, hey, this guy's gonna bring in the salsa. He's gonna bring some Latin flavor for you, and then Willie Barcena. Headbutted him. Willie Barcena headbutted him, and and he, he, he headbutted the MC. Yeah, and he's a headbutter. He headbutted the MC, and the MC was on the floor, and Willie continued to do his set. <laughs> That's pretty fucking gangster. Was, was he doing well? Yeah, he killing him. <laughs> really? They weren't like what Our about the guess. what about the convulsing white guy at your feet? Yeah, but I wasn't there. This is some uh, story. Some he told me. That's crazy. So so what was, was the fight in San Diego? Oh, in San Diego, dude. We were just, it was Jim McDonald, this funny comedian, and myself, Willie Barcena. We're walking around, and there's like this big, crazy ass fight. There's like these two Marines, they're fighting, they're like gay bashing these two gay punk dudes. Uh huh. And they're like, no one's helping them. So, you know me, man, coming from the hood, I always, I don't, back then, I didn't miss an opportunity for a free sock in the face. You know, that's that's free sock in the face right, right. there. You know, no, nobody can have done that. You go to court, they'll tell you, what happened? Oh, man, they were gay bashing, so I cheap shot one of the guys. Okay, like, right good. Off, good for you. Get off. So I, I, I just ran up to one of them. You know, I timed it, and before he hit the gay dude, 
I just tied my fist to his face and just clocked him. That fool fell on the floor. And then his friend got me. Did and he get then knocked the fuck out? He, I knocked that motherfucker out, dude. <laughs> my hand almost broke. And then um, his, his friend came at me and he hit me in the face. I almost fell. And then Willie Barcena came in and Jim McDonald and we chased those guys all over San Diego. That, that guy was so scared, he ran inside of a police car. <laughs> Did he really? The Marine? Yeah. That's so crazy because you don't seem Before like you a say fighter. anything, prepare to shut the fuck up. You seem like a nice dude. Oh, I had bald head then. Oh, okay. It was, that's it was okay. all legal. That's what I was missing. <laughs> oh, that was you were supposed to when you. All right. And then, all right. So then you're on MySpace one day. I'm on, I'm on MySpace, and then um, I get a, I get like a friend, uh, somebody hits me up, you know, blah 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 blah. blah it says um, winner of last comic standing. I get a phone call. This is before that. This is before last comic standing. Before mm -hmm. anything, before I started getting gigs at the Laugh Factory on Fridays. <laughs> um, I get a phone call first, and he goes, I don't know if you know. Me. Yeah. Hi, I don't know if you know me, but um. Good job back Orly, there. Orly, I'm your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your little mijita, I say. <laughs> She's got a... That's some Mexican shit, too. You know about that? No, he does it as that. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. That's Artudito. <laughs> Artudito. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a phone call, and I'm talking, and I thought it was just a random girl that was just talking to me. I gave her a phone number, too. Then she says... Wait, did you flirt I'm, with her at first? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> And she said, I'm your daughter. Good and I'm work, like, Doug. what? And then I just, I just waited. Okay. <sighs> okay, hi. But you knew then, she was out there this whole time. I right? knew she was out there. And then, she, and then later on, I looked, she looked me up on Facebook. Did MySpace. you look at her MySpace pic and we were like, damn it, why are you my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> she said, um, then, I, then as soon as we met each other, I wrote a joke about it. Hey, Dad, where's that child support? I blocked her. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you talk the first time she called? For uh, we talked for like forty minutes. What do you What do you do? Old. You just ask questions. Like, so what do you like? Did what you, do you Did you tell her the story about the uh, redheaded girl in Houston? Nah. If you want to hear what I've been up to, <laughs> there's this redheaded girl. I told her what lies have your mom told you about me, <laughs> and what and what had she told? Everything, you know. Of course, you know that when you when you. She told all the bad stuff. Oh, your dad's an alcoholic. He didn't want you. You never will be famous. <laughs> exactly. He's a has-been. He never was. But he's a will-be. Yeah, and, and um, when I won Last Comic Standing, <laughs> when I won Last Comic Standing, she filed for child support and took half my shit. No. Yeah. After all that. Yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, yeah, you know. I mean, oh, you well. did kind of owe the money, right? Yeah, it's good. You know, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't bitter about so, it. Dave, but you, you weren't Jack. running. You, you got Jack. I wasn't running. You got jacked by your daughter and by the Catholic Church. But at the end of the day, you had no money left. No money left. God damn. So send oh, checks to Felipe P.O. Box 401, Felipe Esparza Incorporated. The underpass, the underpass between 4th and 7th. On myspace.com forward slash underpass uh, dash rehab are father you, Boyle. Are you friends with her now? Yes, we're friends. How? What does that entail? Baby mama? We say hi once in a while. Like, but once in a while, like how provide, we smoke weed did, once in a while. Did she hit you? Did she hit you for like the child support thing? Was that a court thing or was it just like I need? No, that didn't happen to like I won last comment. Okay, and then did you? Were you bitter or were you like, eh? Nah, I said, oh, oh whatever. I got the money. Are you happy? Were you happy to Get give support the daughter? Were you happy to support the the daughter and the son? Um, I didn't. I didn't support them through my whole life. I no, 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 but that's what I'm saying. Were you like, yeah, take the money? You, oh, yeah. It's are they? Do you know what they're doing with the money? I don't know. They probably spend it. <laughs> 
So you, you've had a crazy ass journey, dude. What's what do you think you've what What's the main thing you got out of all this fucking ridiculous randomness? Food? In the story of Felipe, who who plays you, and then what's what's the what's the arc here? What's the what's the journey? What's the movie of Felipe's life? What's the end? You jumping on stage at tortillas? At freeze. <laughs> freeze. The frame. end. You're about to choke somebody. <laughs> no, it was Willie Barsena. <laughs> You choke somebody, Willie Barsena jumps up on stage and starts to headbutt you and then freeze frame. What? No, but for real, what, do you, what, do you, what did you learn from your life? I learned that I went through a lot of stuff to get, through this, to get here, man. I wouldn't change it for the world. Everything yeah. that I've done made me what I am right now. You're a pretty cool dude. Thank Not you. The fight, you bite the dude's ear? You man. bite him again. Of course he'd bite him I, again. If he didn't bite him, he wouldn't be sitting here. He wouldn't be a stand-up comedian. Would it be in rehab? I never got here. He needed to bite that dude's ear so that he could Don't become. Don't you have regrets? I have so much, I have See, forty so dude, regrets about today. That was the essential moment See, of Felipe's people, life. Is, is I agree. That some people, you know, they go through life. You know, after high school, I'm gonna go to college. Then I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go do that. Me, I was more like, okay, man. After this guy doesn't kill me, I'm gonna be a comedian. Eh? <laughs> yeah, no. But, okay, but I want to talk about this before we leave. You don't are you one of those people who I don't believe in not having regrets. I believe in like I, I if I could end up where I am, I would change a lot of stuff. If I could still end up here today. That's, that's, could you that's, could you just beat the guy and not break his ribs and not puncture his not bite his who head cares off? That he broke his rib. He beat him up. Yeah, I don't know. He's what not dead. Like. The guy's fine. He just wants to kill Felipe. <laughs> and if you want to find him, he's at felipeesparza.com. I'll be at John Lovis, June 24th to the 23rd. Big problem. Go check out Felipe. He's a funny ass Go see us and star us on iTunes, you motherfuckers. Star us and fave us and all that shit. I think that I'm a survivor, man. That's it. I think you are, too. My friend, when I look back, I see my friends. You know, they email me. I get these long emails from fans. You know, like one guy, he said that. I don't know, man. This guy from Kentucky, he told me that, um, no, Wyoming, this redneck from Wyoming, he said he was watching Showtime, and his wife has just left him, and he just got pancreatic pancreatic cancer. He has a tube a, a tube feeding him, and he goes, hey, I'm going to try to make it to your Denver show, and I give him free tickets. Then there's, there's people in my, in my neighborhood right now who say I made it just because I made it. Because those guys are what? They're like, they're drug addicts. They're living sad lives, or and I'm their hope. I when they look at me, they look at they look at their kids and go, "You see, that guy grew up where I grew up. He was a piece of shit. Look at him now. See, that's something to you, don't worry about where you came from. It's where you're at now." Thanks for fucking with the chance, Felipe. You're the man. Fucking with the chimps. Fucking with the chimps. No. Fucking with the champs. Fucking with the champs.